0: Hello, and welcome to the Marvel Virgin, a podcast all about the Marvel Cinematic Universe. My name is Paul, and I'm a Marvel Virgin.
1: And my name is Kaylee, and I'm a Marvel whore. For each episode, Paul is watching a Marvel movie or TV series for the very first time. And with my help, we'll be delving into the good and not so good aspects of the MCU, and navigating the secrets and intricacies of this big and complex universe.
0: If you'd like to send in any questions, comments, factoids, or even if you'd like to correct anything we've said, after all, we're not perfect, then you can tweet us at the Marble Virgin. We'd love to hear from you. Enjoy the show. We're talking about Ant Man and the Wasp today. We get a movie. That's good.
1: I'm so excited to talk about a movie. It's been so long. <laughs>
0: it has been a long. And it's gonna be a long time to the next one as well. But that's <laughs>
1: Rare treats that you sprinkle in my path.
0: <laughs> I can't give you too much. I can't spoil you.
1: I feel like Pac-Man. He's just eating those white dots and then these are the cherries that pop up every now and then.
0: Yes, yeah. Or you've got to that stage in the level where there's like only a few dotted about that you have to get to. You just have yeah. to get to that one.
1: <laughs> Please, the ghosts are coming. Help me. <laughs>
0: and the ghosts are all the really bad TV series.
1: That's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah <laughs> now- well, it's good, yeah. And it's and it's Ant Man, which as you know, I'm a big fan of. So I And intrigued. so am I.
0: I'm a big oh, good. fan of
1: I and like Ant Man. You're still yeah, a fan.
0: I'm still a fan. I think this was not as good as the first Ant Man, but it was yeah. still this was, you know what it, it is? It's a romp. It's a delightful <laughs> it romp.
1: It is. And that's how they describe it. I think they actually specifically went for the shorter runtime because they were like, it's a comedy and it's not here. To, you know, make us think deeply about thoughts. <laughs> it's mm. just to entertain us for a short while.
0: Exactly. It, and that is kind of refreshing because this is the first film after Infinity War, which obviously that's heavy, yeah. <laughs> Infinity War. Oh, so yeah. it's nice to have a um, an alternative every now and then to just have a bit of whimsy and fun. And like you say, the runtime, yeah, it was noticeably not two and a half hours. <laughs>
1: It's an absolute treat when something is under two hours. I'm like, this is a win for me.
0: <laughs> if you ever see a film that's two and a half hours, you have to be like, okay, we're going to either invest in this or never watch it.
1: <laughs> Chris has a rule. He's like, everyone gets an hour and a half and everything else after that, you have to really earn it. <laughs> Which I think I is think quite- that's a good rule. I like that. Yeah, he- he's full of wisdom, that boy. That's why I keep him around. I sometimes quote things that he says and pretend it's me. <laughs> he makes me look smarter than I am. <laughs> But yeah, no, I'm a big fan of, um, and was, I agree. I, and it just my least favorite trope, which we discussed the other day of breaking a couple up and then being like, oh, and they're coming back together again mm. with uh, Paul Rudd and in Lilly. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: I think that's cause um, Marvel doesn't, I, I get it. They've kind of veered away from doing superhero romances. It's mm. more about the other relationships in films. But I feel like sometimes a little bit of romance is quite nice.
0: Yeah. And I think, I think they do it in a, in a much more fun way. They're not going to do there's, there's nothing too heavy here. It's sort of the, they're, they're not really liking each other at the start. She certainly doesn't like him at the start, but it's a, it's sort of snarky fun, but they're also helping each other as a team. Mm-hmm. That's one thing I do like about this is it's not so much just about him. It's actually more about um hope um and Hank Pym and Janet and mm-hmm. It's and it's more about them as a group working together um, yeah. as opposed to being like another story about the superhero having a sort of moral dilemma at some point or being the only one that could possibly save the day. In fact, they could probably do with most of this. They could probably save the day themselves without Scott. Yeah, 100
1: percent. And look how good fighting the wasp is. Sometimes you're like, does he need to be here? But it's nice that they work together. I like it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think. um and I liked uh, it, it, the fun aspect of it was the fact that there was quite a lot going on all at once. So when you have that really long car chase, you've got um, what you've got is Hank in the quantum realm trying to get Janet, the this ghost character trying to get the lab so that she can get the quantum energy. They're also being chased by a gangster. Luis and his his crew are all there helping out. And at the same time, Scott has to kind of keep the FBI off his tail because he's meant to be under house arrest. And all of that is happening at once in this car chase. And then things are like getting bigger, getting smaller and stuff like that. And I think they were really inventive with all of that. Um, yeah, they're
1: very good with, like we said this before, like the fight scenes and how they use the size changes. is so much fun to watch. Mm. I, I love that this time we had giant Ant-Man. Giant. Yes.
0: <laughs> Giants Man, yeah. <laughs>
1: um, Because it just, it adds a little twist to last time. Like, I mean, we love Giant Thomas Tank Engine, but Giant Ant-Man is just as good.
0: Just as good, yeah. I think that's one thing, this is the one thing I think was missing was maybe like the Thomas the Tank Engine, that stuck in my head. And I mm-hmm. think that's made the first Ant-Man a bit more memorable. Whereas yeah. when I was going back over the plot of this one, I actually was like, I can't quite remember a lot of it. It was fun yeah. and I'd watch it again but I couldn't tell you the plot until I'd Wikipedia'd it because <laughs> so, it's been a few weeks since I watched it.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. Like, I love the first one so much. This is a good sequel, but it's not, you know, on the same dizzying <clears throat> eye level as the original.
0: Yeah, I agree. And I appreciate um, the San Francisco setting because we've been there and that was fun to see.
1: And that's what we were asking for the other day.
0: Just Yeah, just not New York.
1: <laughs> yeah, somewhere different, please. And I like... I don't know. I think having Paul Rudd writing it and the improv scenes with Lewis are, are quite good. I mm. I it gives it a different, it feels very different. It's got its own, not even aesthetic, own tone compared to all the other Marvel films.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and it does. And uh, yeah, the, the, the sense of fun is is really, really strong. And without it getting too silly, like it's it they've they've struck the right balance with it, and like we say, a good breath of fresh air, um, in probably one of the darker periods of the Marvel films in terms of its chronology. Um,
1: yeah, and it does touch on that darkness towards the end, as we know. But
0: it does, yeah. The mid-credit scene then connects up to Infinity War, which is the kind the chronology that I've been looking for in the TV in yes. TV series yes. named <coughs> Angels of Shield. Um,
1: Everyone else is unaffected, apart from people who are in the movies, apparently.
0: Yes, yes, exactly. Although I love how, once again, Ant-Man doesn't get snapped, but all the side characters do. Like, all the core ones are still there, apart from maybe a few.
1: (laughs) But also, he is trapped now in the quantum realm. Yeah. And no one knows he's there. How
0: How will he he get out? out? I'm sure we will find out in God knows how many episodes until Endgame. (laughs) Yes.
1: Is that our next film, Endgame, after this?
0: No, it's Captain Marvel, then Endgame. Oh, but we've got a few okay. TV series interspersed in there.
1: It's another Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., isn't it? Is that what you're telling me? No, you? no. there's okay. no Agents of
0: S.H.I.E.L.D. until, <laughs> until Agents of <laughs> S.H.I.E.L.D. is not until after Endgame now.
1: That's because they were like, we don't know what to do. We haven't snapped anyone.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, the, the mid credit scene was good because I was like, oh, yeah, now, now I'm feeling like we're in the story here, but yeah, Agent Shield just wouldn't dare kill off a main character. Heaven for Fens.
1: No. And also it, you know that when he comes out, he's coming out into a very different world and he won't understand what's happened. Which, which also
0: I think that because it does, it's it is part of the cinematic universe, but it's set aside in terms of tone. It that has made me even more excited for Endgame. Cause I'm like, I like I really want to see how Ant-Man then um intersects with yeah. the other. Uh, characters a bit more obviously we've seen that a bit in civil war but um now i want to see it more because these other characters are going to be so mentally damaged by what's happened and it's ha- how they're going to get his whimsy into that
1: yeah it kind of reminds me as a positive version of 28 days later where that guy wakes up and he's like "Shit, there's a lot of zombies around i don't remember that when i went to sleep <laughs> similar
0: <laughs> <about>. <laughs> or like when we woke up in lockdown and central london was just
1: Yes, yes. Oh, but at least we had a little bit of warning from Boris.
0: We did have a warning, yeah, it's true. And there weren't any zombies and no one had but been was, snapped.
1: Wasn't there that guy who was it living in the woods or something? And he came out, he's like a hermit in the UK, and he came out for like his month of supplies, and he was like, Why is everyone wearing masks? What's oh my happening?
0: god, can you imagine? Can you imagine like was it? I can't remember which country it was in. It might have been in Canada or Australia where the Big Brother contestants were in the house during this whole thing. They had no idea it was happening until they had to tell, they eventually had to tell them and they had to kind of like stop the show. And then they had to all go home basically and finish. But can you imagine just finding out that this has all happened and you go from the world and then about a month or so later, they're like, yeah, so basically there's like a global pandemic going on and everyone has to stay at home.
1: It would be so much more terrifying than finding out. In the drip-fed way, I mean, it was terrifying finding out in the drip-fed way we had. It was very like, oh, something's happening in China. Oh, it's mm. getting worse. Oh, it's over here now, and it's here. Yeah. But oh, there's one case in the UK. I'm sure it'll be fine. Five that
0: mid mid to late February time when we're suddenly like, oh, this is this is going to affect us, isn't it? Uh-huh.
1: I know. I love how we were so brazen. We're like, oh, we're we fine. Oh, there's lots of cases. But yeah, imagine just finding out all in one go. It would mm. be like being in a horror. That would be such a good. Little but movie. this is
0: what this is what Ant Man himself is going to go through in Endgame, isn't it? He's going to come out of the. I assume he's going to come out of the quantum realm, otherwise, okay. I don't really see how he's going to be in Endgame. He's um, there
1: forever
0: now. That's it. That's it. Is it? He's dead.
1: He's dead now. <laughs> it's very sad. Isn't it?
0: I know. It's <laughs> just the most unceremonious thing ever. It was a mid-credit scene.
1: <laughs> but if he does come out, it would be very shocking to him.
0: It would. Yes, mentally damaging. One might say.
1: Yeah, because he will be looking for his girlfriend. She's gone. Looking for his girlfriend's parents. They're gone.
0: They're gone. Half the world is gone. Most Half of, the people, of
1: the heroes he's friends with gone.
0: Lots of people he met in Civil War have all gone. Yeah.
1: No.
0: So, yeah. But yeah.
1: Well, there we go. We'll see what happens with them. Dum dum
0: dum. Let's go through some plots, shall we?
1: Shall we? Yes. So, we
0: um, so we start off with Hank Pym and his daughter Hope. They believe because of Scott's. Scott going into the quantum realm in the previous Ant-Man film, they believe that they can save Hope's mother Janet from the quantum realm because she, of course, back in the day as the Wasp, she shrunk herself so far that she ended up in the quantum realm and they think that you kind of, like, disappear into it and go crazy. And it's Michelle Pfeiffer, everyone.
1: Michelle Pfeiffer. Can you guess who Michael Douglas wanted for the role?
0: Catherine Zeta-Jones. He
1: did. (laughs) But Michelle Pfeiffer's very good. So I can see why, you know, that was their original dream for this role. Like, they wrote, mm. they actually, you know the woman who plays Janet in the first film? They, they hired someone who looks just like Michelle Pfeiffer. Oh,
0: uh, really? So, okay.
1: so she's her double in this film.
0: Ah, oh, so they keep yeah. the connection.
1: Yeah. So that's, that's
0: good. good. I was, it, it took me a moment. I was like, wait, who's that? Who's that? That's someone famous. <gasps> and as Michelle Pfeiffer is just one of those people who just turns up and it's like, it, you know, when we were talking about Lucy Liu in the previous episode. We're like, Lucy Liu from her career as Lucy Liu. It's the same <laughs> with Michelle Pfeiffer. I'm like, Michelle Pfeiffer, everyone, from her who? career as Michelle Pfeiffer.
1: She's just amazing. She's been a super person before. She was Catwoman. She knows what she's doing. She's used to the spandex.
0: Exactly, yeah. So she's had ex- she's had experiences on her resume.
1: Yeah, done. <laughs> Give her the
0: roll. <laughs> Catherine Zeta-Jones, though, she's never done it. That's why she couldn't have the role.
1: No, but she is working on it. I'm sure Michael will get her a job in the MCU at some point.
0: Maybe a third Ant-Man film. Maybe we'll finally get her in. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Meanwhile, Scott Lang has been under house arrest since the events of Civil War, which is why he wasn't in Infinity War. He's been stuck Mm -hmm. at home. Although this film is happening... In the run-up to Infinity War, so Infinity War is not really. I get the impression it's not really happening. It happens somewhere between the end of the film and the mid-credit scene, basically. Yeah, I,
1: I think
0: so. Yeah, and it, it, he's having a fun old time. He's playing the drums. He's watching TV. I like the relationship between him, his daughter, his ex-partner, and his ex-partner's uh, partner as well. Like he, like the ex-partner's partner now, like, like really loves him, and it's yeah. all like group hugs and stuff. I like that. It's like a very sort of modern family thing in that it's not just parents biological parents and child it's also biological parents new partner and child
1: yeah it's very he always says he wants to make scott a more human but it's more about him being a human than a superhero and i think you really get that with those relationships
0: definitely and i think because he i wouldn't say he's although his name is the first one i'd say it's much more the wasp who is the main superhero of that you get to see more ability. And more power yeah. from um, either Evangeline Lilly or Michelle Pfeiffer as the Wasp. I think. Whereas Scott's kind of there, help. He's the helper. He's the sidekick, even mm-hmm. though his name's first.
1: Well, it's alphabetical, maybe.
0: Yeah, it's <laughs> it rolls off the tongue. You, the Wasp and Ant Man doesn't quite work.
1: No, you'd be like, just call it the Wasp if we're going to do this. <laughs> <laughs> I think his um his little being in house arrest is very relatable as well. Now that we've done lockdown. True, true. Yeah. And they say, like, oh, your daily routine of nine hours in bed, five hours in front of the TV, two hours in the bathroom, whatever that's about. I was like, yes, Mm. this is our lives. That was our lives in lockdown.
0: He's basically on furlough, isn't he?
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. If he'd been making banana bread, it would have been uncanny.
0: (laughs) He should have dyed his hair pink. (laughs) We all did that. (laughs) He does make a slide that goes all through the house, and that was cute.
1: Yes. And something I didn't do. So maybe I'll try it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) careful.
1: I will be careful. <laughs> your stairs are steep,
0: like even your dog can't get up and down without having to bound a bit.
1: Yeah, be more like um, one of those shoots you get at a water park where you just jump in.
0: <laughs> Make sure your front door is open at the bottom stairs, otherwise you're just gonna <laughs> crash straight in.
1: This is how I die, isn't it? Maybe I went <laughs> inside.
0: <laughs> um, since being in the quantum realm, Scott has sort of established some kind of psychic contact with Janet.
1: Yes. Um,
0: sort the of the first,
1: um, they kind of hinted that he had a run in with her, didn't they?
0: Yeah, yeah, that he sort of heard her voice. Um, and then
1: that little reflection on his helmet and you were like, Oh, what is that?
0: Yes, so. and now he's hearing her,
1: mm. which is
0: why uh, Hank, Pym and Hope then break him out of house arrest so that he can help them. They think that he can help out with it. And they leave the giant ant in Scott's place with the little ankle bracelet on, which I thought was very funny as well.
1: It's <laughs> so good.
0: <laughs> it does make you want a pet ant. Weirdly, I
1: did this last time, and we can get you one. It's very easy. There's loads in my garden.
0: Please do that and the dinosaur from Runaways. That's perfect.
1: Yeah, it might be a small one if that's cool.
0: I like it. It's reclaiming ants as a as a, I say reclaiming. Like I don't think there was any any a point where ants were normal pets, but it's reclaiming the status of ants.
1: <laughs> it's reclaiming them as cute and cuddly.
0: Go back Which to the time cute. when we didn't have dogs, we had ants. <laughs>
1: <laughs> back in the good old days,
0: Hank and Hope. They want to open up a tunnel into the quantum realm. Um, and they need a electronic scientific thing from this big bad gangster type guy. Um, and so they go to do a deal with him. But he double crosses them because he's like, This is valuable. I can you know, steal your money or sell it on somewhere else. I don't know. He's yeah. corrupt, he's bad. That's it. He's a baddie. He's a baddie, yeah. Don't need any more than that. Um, so he double crosses them. And then Scott as Ant-Man and Hope as the Wasp, um, uh, they sort of have to sort of fight him off and in order to get the part back. However, into the melee steps, this a mysterious person dressed all in white with face she covered.
1: like a video game character.
0: I thought she looked like um, like the white version of the sand people from Star Wars.
1: But she does actually. Yeah, that's very good.
0: With the, that mask uh, thing that she had on.
1: Like, like Leia's um, when she dresses up to go get her ha- hand solo out of Jabba's place.
0: Yes, yes, she does look like that. Yeah, yeah.
1: I was thinking like something like Halo or, I don't know, like one of those weird, mm-hmm. weird move, like movie video games.
0: It, I agree with that too. Like one of the, yeah, where you, you choose the characters, so you choose this one, but you'll always see them from the back anyway.
1: Yeah. So <laughs> like, but I want her outfit to be pure white, like the snow. Exactly, yeah.
0: <laughs> um this is uh like a i think like, like a ghost of some kind who can sort of disappear and reappear move through walls things like that yep. um and the
1: she... from the comics it's called ghost
0: ah i thought and i wondered if that was the case because they refer to it being a sort of ghost so i thought that they, and i know how they don't like to call them the villain name but they'll make reference to it
1: yeah so in the comics ghost and it's a man in the comics Ah, okay. Thought I'd throw that in there. Doesn't matter, but it's that was, was good. Serious. Yeah,
0: it was interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, and this person then steals Hank Pym's lab, and because the lab, the entire building has been shrunk into like a little box, basically.
1: What a mistake for him to do that! I know he thought he was being smart, but it was silly because now it's been stolen.
0: Well, It's difficult, isn't it? Because if you, if he leaves it there, it's a bit more conspicuous, and someone could break into it. But it if you shrink done. it.
1: Could he not make it even smaller? Like he could shrink it to this big and then it would just fit in like, you know.
0: But does it not make it easy to like crush by accident? I don't know.
1: Well, no, because the ants are like super strong when they get, when they're small, aren't they? Because of the exoskeletons. So by that theory, if he made it super small, he could like hide it in like a filling or something and then it would not be stolen.
0: Oh, like, like a suicide pill, but it's a a shrunken lab. Yeah.
1: You bite it and then the lab appears in your mouth and you're like...
0: <laughs> 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 okay.
1: So there's probably some dangerous bits there, but I, I'd work on the plan, you know, it'd be fine.
0: I think either way, they, like, that lab has to be protected and they don't manage to because this ghost is a really good fighter and also can disappear in it, like, very suddenly.
1: Mm, she fades um, in and out of things.
0: Mm, and quite, like, quite scary, i was like i was like it's quite it, it was a bit um not sc- scary is a bit of a strong word like a bit unnerving
1: you he, he feel more unnerved when hank and scott are watching from the van and Pope is fighting her and he panics and is like get out of there and you're like oh god this is this is real bad she won't be able to fight her
0: because you don't feel the, the you there's always got to be a good character that you feel like you're in good hands so like if if you've got Captain America with you, you're like, OK, yeah, we're good because good decision making or Black Widow. Black Widow's like so can fight off anyone yeah. Whereas in this, you're, you're kind of in the hands of Hank and Hope, but everything's a bit kind of like thrown together, like they're scrambling yeah. a lot. And you definitely aren't going to feel safe in the hands of Scott because he never really knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. So I think when the ghost comes in, he, he does it does throw you off a little bit, which is why I quite enjoyed that. So it throws off the gangster guy as well. Yeah, um, it's it's all a bit like what the hell is happening? Well, where has this come from? Yeah,
1: <laughs> very frenetic.
0: It is frenetic. Yeah, the film is frenetic, but it's in a good way—the best kind. Um, so, yeah, she steals the lab, the shrunken lab. They go to get advice from a former colleague of Pim's, played by Lawrence Fishburne, and he gives what? them some directions to how to find this ghost person. Yes, but they get captured by the ghost, um, and she reveals herself to be someone called Ava Starr. Um, and she is the daughter of another colleague of Pym's who died in a lab accident as a result of Pym's experiments. Him and his wife died, and this also, she was also there as a child, and it made her quantumly unstable, mm. they say. Um,
1: they say.
0: <laughs> they say. This is what they say. <laughs> I don't think it's real science, but we'll go with it. But this is why she can sort of disappear and reappear and stuff, but she's in constant pain, like she's really suffering from it.
1: Yeah, which makes her an interesting villain because again, you got the shades of grey. She's doing this out of desperation rather than evil.
0: Exactly, and you do get real desperation. You get like very sort of un- mentally unstable as a result of the suffering that she's going. She's constantly in being tortured, really, yeah. and yeah. But I didn't feel like they went. They explored the dark side of Pym's experiments as much as they could. Um, they sort of hinted I if that's at it
1: because of like them trying to do a lighter movie. Yeah. In- the end game it would be interesting if they do that a little bit more in the next one for sure
0: yeah possibly possibly because you then get a sense that like although you Hank Pym's been the hero or a hero um you then get a sense that it's a sort of it's he's been doing science experiments that are so dangerous he's been a bit irresponsible a bit very irresponsible
1: it's also interesting that all of the colleagues we've met of his have fallen out with him He hasn't got any good working relationships with anyone he's worked with.
0: Exactly. Yeah, that's what that's what I was thinking. So including um, Shield, because didn't he used to work with Shield and then he fell out with them. That was how Ant-Man started.
1: Yeah. And he wasn't friends with his daughter for a long time as well. I'm like, you are giving me Coulson vibes, but I don't know why. But you're obviously not a great boss. And no, I no, actually,
0: you should, yeah, you shouldn't be in this position of power, really. <laughs> no,
1: no. And I, I trusted Lawrence Fishburn more. I don't know why. Mm. I think he gave off a sort of like responsible air, uh, fatherly mm. air. And I was like, you know what? You seem legit. I trust I, you.
0: Yeah, that's I thought that too. And I thought I thought they would give a bit more confirmation about because you you kind of don't quite know what happens You get different sides of the story from yeah. them. Or actually you get Lawrence Fishburn's side, but then Pim doesn't seem doesn't give much defense but you'd think he would do so I think the past is left a bit obscured and they don't really explore it that more but then at at, at one at one hand I felt a bit dissatisfied on the other hand I was like but that's the reality of it isn't it like it wouldn't him wouldn't be like well actually this happened and I have the evidence that wouldn't really happen in real life
1: no Um, true
0: so yeah I had mixed feelings about it but it was interesting that they make sure that he's He's not perfect, which is good, brings in the shades of grey, like you say.
1: We love our
0: shade of grey. We love our shades of grey, especially phase three is all about the shades of grey, isn't it?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> um, Lawrence Fishburne is helping the ghost lady um, because he he has also fallen out with Pim, so he is sympathetic to her. He wants to help her get better. And they believe that they get they want to get Janet out of the quantum realm, but they want they want like Janet's quantum energy um yeah. to like and they think that that will make her more stable or make her stable basically um but him doesn't want to help because he thinks that janet will die in the process mm. that's right isn't it yeah yeah
1: yeah so he's sort of i don't know he it's weird isn't it obviously everyone's invested in their own person that's what it is
0: yeah yeah and you end up with a conflict of interest yes. in it which is yeah very interesting um but they managed to escape from uh the ghost lady um and then then luis and co his his this whole crew who are so much fun like i think they're really really funny um they all help Pim hope and scott and this is where things get really really sort of complicated with this long car car chase and stuff like that is that you've got all of them working together they're trying to get uh, they're trying to stop, that. Hank has gone into the quantum realm to get Janet. They've managed to pinpoint where she is. So he's inside the shrunken lab. The ghost is trying to get the shrunken lab, um, but they're trying to stop her. But then also the big bad gangster guy from the start of the film is also chasing after them to get this. So this is sort of a three-way fight, all fighting, um, all fighting it out. And at the same time, the FBI are kind of investigating Scott's home so they, he has to make sure he replaces the ant, or at least throws them off the scent, or it, or is not seen in the streets by them at the same time, and yeah. it's just so much fun. It's like it's like a screwball comedy. It
1: um, is very much like that, actually, very old school comedy
0: vibes very much so but in a in the midst of a car chase um
1: you kind of want that the benny
0: hill music yeah yeah (laughs) lots of women will come out like like nothing on run around very fast
1: (laughs) and there'll be someone with a pane of glass yeah (laughs)
0: yes Or, I, like um, that, um,
1: I like that their security company is called XCOM as well. I thought that was very
0: fun. Yes, yes, I yeah, I remember that. Yeah, that was good. I like that. And I like how they've all got like these big desks and Scott has like this little tiny desk because he's not there. And
1: <laughs> yeah, you were here to choose.
0: And I love, I mean, I think we touched on this in the first film, but I love Luis's kind of thing in the way he tells a story mm. and the way he goes into unnecessary detail. And then when in the flashbacks, all the characters are... He's speaking through them. So they all kind of do his body movements while saying it. And there's in this one, it's all like, and Hope was saying, la 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 la, I've got great hair, I've got great hair. La, la, la,
1: la. <laughs> I like when he's remembering Scott, like he's like, Oh, your wife left you. And Scott was like, Yeah, but that sucks. But we're best friends now forever. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes. that seems about right. <laughs>
0: And then in the, th- I can't remember if this happens in this one, but in the first one, when he tells a story, there's this random moment where he shows that he's actually really intellectual. Like yeah. he does like a sudden spiel about whether he likes um, um, Mondrian or not, or or Cubism or something like that. Yeah, and- that was
1: the first one. And I loved it. And in this one, it's about, he says something like Morrissey a lot, doesn't he?
0: That's it. Yes. Yes, he does. Yeah. Uh, it shows that he's actually, he's quite cultured. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Yeah, I love it. He just seems like a real legit guy. i would watch a whole movie just about him, like a spin-off, which isn't superhero.
0: Definitely, yeah. But then the, the worry is that they end up overused and not funny anymore. They're almost the characters you want to just come in for, like, very short periods to, like, make you laugh and then go away again.
1: Yeah. Well, they did. did so in the first one, they obviously loved that story element. And mm. they were like, how can we do it again without being too repetitive? And then that's why they brought in the FBI truth serum situation
0: oh my god yes that was so funny yeah
1: and no, they're like it doesn't does work truth do? serum's
0: not real and it turns out it's real
1: <laughs> yeah what is it i love that He's like so where is he now and he has to go right back to the beginning and very very first met him and they're like well, what does this have to do with him now like, i'm getting to it you put the dime in the jukebox you gotta let the whole song play out <laughs>
0: There must be a YouTube video that just shows those sections of it of the film. Like I just want to, I don't want to sit through the whole film again yet, like maybe in a couple of years, but I want to just watch those scenes again because I think they're very, very funny.
1: We should find them. We'll do it after this.
0: We'll find them, definitely. Um okay, yeah. So there's like a mad scramble. At some point, Ant Man becomes giant a man and falls giant. into falls into giant and falls into the sea, and then she saves him from the sea. And it, yeah, but you don't need to go into too much detail. But it's all frenetic and crazy and really, really fun. Really, I cool. love that
1: they bring in the flying ants and the seagulls.
0: Yes, yes, that was
1: very good. So I was like, seagulls are dicks, and they would eat all your ants.
0: They would, yeah. <laughs> they, are, so, they are, they are absolute dickhead Seagulls, like they I one get...
1: stole like a whole packet of chips from my sister once at the beach. She's very mm. upset by that. You know, they're
0: massive. It. They're 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 the bullies of birds.
1: They are, they are, and they're huge, and they have real angry little eyes. I don't trust them yeah. at all.
0: They're the bailiffs of Bird World.
1: (laughs) They basically are how they are in Finding Nemo. (laughs) Nice. No,
0: they're cute in Finding Nemo. Real seagulls are not cute. Real seagulls are nasty, nasty big things.
1: that kill everything, including flying ants that are like, well, he calls them murderers. And I was like, they are murderers. (laughs) (laughs)
0: They're
1: killing all of your friends. And, and he keeps having so aunt to hop
0: from ant to ant, yeah.
1: Yeah, even Antonio Banderas, the badass ant, gets eaten by a theor. I, I like,
0: love, I love all his good. names for the ants. I think they're so funny.
1: They're so good. So good.
0: <laughs> um so eventually Pim manages to um find Janet in the quantum realm. How was she living there? This is like what was she eating?
1: Well, no, because it's meant to be that time moves really weirdly there. So you age,
0: oh. but
1: it feels like you've only been there a few hot minutes, you know?
0: Oh, that's all right then. That's fine. I was, I was worried that she'd been sitting there for like 30 years.
1: Well, yeah, mm. so this I think this is where it got confusing. And that's why I think a lot of people thought Catherine Zeta-Jones would have made sense because she would be the right sort of age and she would have mm. just stayed that age in the realm. I guess that would be the right, right sort of age, maybe. I don't know how old she is. She, is she young? She I don't must know. be,
0: I think she's in her 50s. I'm going to look her up now. I'm going to find out. How old is
1: Michelle she. Pfeiffer? Just completely like assume that. It's because in my head, Catherine Zeta-Jones is still Catherine Zeta-Jones from Chicago.
0: And that was 20 years ago. That
1: was a long time ago. <laughs> <I> <laughs> <said>. <laughs> um,
0: it Catherine Zeta-Jones is 51.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And Michelle Pfeiffer, I don't think is, I think she's older, but can't be that much older.
1: I don't think she can be that much older. No, she, yeah,
0: she's 63. So it's about 12 years between them.
1: Yeah. So but I, then that, yeah. That was what they, basically they explained it. Like they explained, I'm air quoting the science. So um, you can age there, but time feels like it's only been a few seconds. Okay. Because we talked about this before. We were like, oh, otherwise you'd just be starving to death. What a horrible way to go. This is,
0: this is my thinking was that, has she just been sitting there on her own? And then like, cause there's no, there's no like houses there. In the quantum realm, it's all like wibbly wobbly, timey wimey stuff.
1: Well, we kind of saw how it would be for her with Scott, like you know, he was just shrinking forever.
0: Yeah, that was yeah, he's just shrinking forever for like thirty years. That must be like yeah, I I, I don't quite get it, but maybe maybe they leave that mysterious because they don't know much about the quantum realm either. It's like a mysterious thing.
1: Yeah, they're like, let's not explain it. That seems complicated.
0: It's like what's inside a black hole. We don't really know. We just have okay. theories.
1: Just this, Michelle Pfeiffer getting smaller and smaller in a black hole.
0: <laughs> we go inside a black hole and it's Michelle Pfeiffer. Hello. Yeah.
1: <laughs> what up, guys?
0: <laughs> you finally found me.
1: Woo. <laughs> it's like a really long game of hide and seek.
0: <laughs> yeah. This is the perfect place to hide and hide and seek.
1: Well... Wow. <laughs> <laughs> you've learned nothing watching this
0: anyway she's alive she's aged she didn't need to eat anything so from her perspective she's been there for a few minutes basically
1: so she'd be quite shocked when she looks in the mirror i assume
0: yeah she'd go ah! Ooh,
1: i'm still beautiful but i am older than i was <laughs>
0: She somehow got a bit of plastic surgery in there as well.
1: Oh, I don't know that we can say that. Has Michelle said she's had plastic surgery?
0: Allegedly, allegedly, like, <laughs> allegedly.
1: It's her All right, not enough
0: Michelle. people listen to this.
1: <laughs> it's Michelle listening and crying. You've ruined her day.
0: We get a lawsuit from her.
1: <laughs> well, you will. I, I've, I've, denied it. I've denied it on her behalf.
0: I'm taking you down with me.
1: <laughs> no. I don't think she's had it. I think she's just one of those most people who's very beautiful.
0: I don't think I don't know if she's had it. I don't know either way. Is it allegedly? If you throw allegedly in there, as Kathy Griffin says, if you throw the word allegedly in there, you're covered. Allegedly. I,
1: mean, I wish that were true. I've done all the legal training. It's
0: <laughs> Damn.
1: <laughs> but maybe it'd be. I don't know how it works in an oral capacity.
0: So Pim finds Janet, uh, brings her out of the quantum realm, but Ava, uh the ghost, starts taking her quantum energy by force. Um, I know no, it's very mean of her, really. Um I,
1: just
0: <laughs> I know She's like I need to, I want to put my feet up, like have a, a cup of tea, tea or something.
1: And a biscuit, and then yeah. we could talk about this. <laughs>
0: no. It's like getting back from like a three-hour car journey and suddenly getting a phone call from someone, you're like, ah, go away.
1: Yeah, I just wanted to sit down.
0: Um but Scott and Hope managed to stop her, but Janet gives some energy voluntarily in order to stabilize the ghost Ava for a short period of time. And then they can work out how to make it more permanent so they can help her in the long Mm. run because they're like, we're clever scientists. There must be a way. And um, and Scott also successfully finishes his house arrest period um, without being found out, uh, which is good. And then the mid credit scene, Scott is going into quantum realm. Hank, Janet and Hope are outside it and they're working and they're working on harvesting the energy to use for Ava to stabilise herself permanently. Mm-hmm. But, but, Hank, Janet and Hope get Thanos snaps and they disappear.
1: Very sad. Because you don't even know that's happened at first, because he's just like, sort of go, guys, guys, and then you go back and it's just like. like yeah, Whoa.
0: yeah, when they disappear. Yeah, I thought when he when he couldn't hear him, I was like, and I just like worked it out then, but I didn't see it coming beforehand.
1: Well, then, because you don't know when it's set. Because yeah. After you assume all well, these guys weirdly are all fine and did not get snapped, but no. Mm.
0: Yeah, that was that was something I was thinking all the way through. So the the mid credit scene, I was like, oh, good, good." You <laughs> you confirm for me the chronology of this. Excellent work.
1: <laughs> I know, and you don't know who else has been lost from this world, like yeah. Is Louis fine? Is he fine?
0: Who knows? What about Ava Starr, the ghost?
1: What about Cassie? We don't know. we any. The ants are they all? Yeah, his
0: daughter, his family. Yeah, the ants. (laughs) I think I got the impression it only affected like humans. Oh no, maybe it affects animals as well.
1: Everything in the universe, wasn't it? Everything. It was living
0: things, was it?
1: Yeah.
0: Does that include like trees? Is he just got rid of like half the rainforest?
1: No, I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be species of like critters that can move and cause chaos. Mm. You know. But Mm. yeah, we'll
0: get some confirmation in Endgame. But yeah, Yeah, that was
1: the ants. That's what we want.
0: Yeah, yeah. The poor, the poor little pet ants. Exactly. We've
1: got receipts for all of them.
0: Seagulls. Screw the seagulls. They can go.
1: They could have got rid of all of them, and we'd have been fine. Get rid of all those companies that are killing the world with their climate change problems, and that was what you need to do: targeted killings.
0: Targeting. (laughs) Yes. Genocide, I think it's also called.
1: <laughs> this is why I got the Punisher in that quiz the other day. Yes, you are
0: the Punisher, yeah. Targeted killings.
1: Well, you know what I mean. If he'd done like, oh, who's actually causing all of these problems? Mm. I wouldn't call it genocide, but getting rid of the people who are in charge of all these carbon emission issues. Just that probably art-
0: artificial selection as opposed to natural selection. Yes. Maybe.
1: That feels like a very Hitler thing to say as well, doesn't it? Can you
0: can you imagine, like, there must be people out there who watched this before seeing Infinity War. So that mid credit scene, it must have been like, what the fuck? What the hell just happened there?
1: Did they just get vaporised? Who did yeah. this?
0: <laughs> How <laughs> random.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, because some people don't watch the main... They, they just pick and choose, don't they? They just follow their favourite superheroes. Yeah. And also yeah. this one is more kid-friendly, so I think more children go to see it. Um.
0: Yeah, true, true.
1: They won't know what's going on. They're just like... Pfft. Where are they? they Mommy, dead?
0: did they all die? You'd be like, yes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> they all dead. <laughs> it's good that you know this now. You'd have to do it in Freddish, though. I was reading about how Fred Rogers came up with these rules for how you talk to children.
0: Oh, like. and, yeah, yeah.
1: So you've got to be honest and you've got to give them a positive and you've got to give them a solution to the problem. So you'd have to be like, oh, I, mean, I don't even know how you would give that in a positive way of a solution. Well,
0: explaining death. Yeah. See them.
1: Well, he was doing like how to tell them not to play in the road. It's like, um your favorite grown-ups will tell you, will be able to tell you where it's safe to play. And it's important to listen to them because listening is a big part of growing up or something like that. Mm. Rather than just going, don't play in the road.
0: <laughs> he probably had some advice somewhere because he was all about being, yeah, honest with children. But yeah, like you say, like being kindly honest at the yeah. same time and not and being like, you know, we have to prepare them for the world because sometimes life is hard and sometimes life comes with sadness. So you need to prepare, which i'm all about as well i love that
1: yeah and he changed like they were going to say we are putting this dog to sleep and he was like let's not say that because kids will never be afraid of going to sleep
0: yeah good point i
1: I keep being served random stories i'm like all right i'll read about this why not (laughs) so that's my reading of the day
0: mean, it's, it's the media consumption in the twenty first century. It's like, did you know that when we harvest potatoes, la 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 You <laughs>
1: said that, like, well, oh, this has never do in my life before, sure, but now I've read it, and now I'm going to be thinking, how would Fred Rogers explain the end of Ant Man to a child?
0: Hmm. Mm. That's a YouTube video that we. Right could
1: there. Make. Yeah. You can act. I'll get you a little red jumper. We'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> so there we go. That was that was Ant Man and the Wasp.
0: Ant Man and the Wasp, yeah, cool. I liked it. Not not the best one, but a fun one. Um, maybe a three point five.
1: That's pretty decent, you know. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, it's like I said, not not maybe not as memorable as the first one. Like the first one had all these sort of images, and I guess the first one was very like, or it was brand new. And this one is like a continuation of yes. the same kind of thing. Like obviously they got the same jokes, and that's it's enjoyable, but obviously it doesn't. It's not like brand new. It's nothing mm. like. Whoa! I never seen this before, but it's nice to have it in the midst of darker films.
1: Yeah, and it's it's nice to see something lighter. That feels fun, you know. Mm. It still feels because I find that Agents of the Shield is meant to be lighter, but it doesn't really check that box.
0: It's just tedious.
1: <laughs> it's just like, why is this happening to me again? Um, and the kid in it is super cute.
0: Oh my god, she's such a good little actress. She's so funny.
1: Such a cutie! I know it's like you can do anything. You're the world's greatest grandma. i love that
0: (laughs) and she like she uh, she covers him as well when he's like pretending to be sick and stuff i'm like
1: yes i guess the whole thing is like fathers and daughters isn't it the Mm -hmm. world does scott does scott does paul Rod have kids is that why he's gotten into that
0: he might do i'm not really sure to be honest um i I, I did like how they changed because in the first one the my only criticism of the first one is the old trope of the ex wife is dissatisfied with him, dislikes him, and he's struggling to like look after his kid because blah, blah, blah. I'm like, this has been done. Like, come on. Whereas in this one, they're like, yeah, he's not always there. He's under house arrest, but they work together and they make it work and it's fun and it's not and it's lovely and stuff. And there isn't that little dilemma in there that we've seen in virtually every single 90s family film about divorce.
1: <laughs> yeah. But maybe that's why they did it because it's like they've shown how it evolves. Yeah, they've true. It, and they've smashed that little trope up. Mm. Yes, into tiny pieces. And then they built those pieces into a mosaic of hope.
0: (laughs) (gasps) Hope. And the character's called Hope. I like what you did there.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, well, I'm glad you liked it. It's nice to have a little summit-summit after everything we've had.
0: Yes, yes. Need that after the PTSD we've all got from Infinity War.
1: Yes, well... (laughs) It's I keep, I keep thinking we need to watch in game together so I can watch your face. You know, like when you watch some, like you're watching Game of Thrones and somebody's never read the book and the Red Wedding's about to happen. You're like,
0: yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
1: I want to do that. <laughs> Stare at you in horror.
0: I love doing. Yes, I love that. It's so satisfying when you know what's coming. And you're watching that person's reaction because you know that it's going to be your what your reaction was to yeah. it. Yeah,
1: but you can see it better. So you're like, ah. Your face, not mine. I feel smug from my point of knowledge. (laughs) Well, would you like me to quiz you? you I
0: love it if you quiz me. I love it when you do that because I haven't been quizzed for a little while. So that's quite nice.
1: It's true. It's been a short time. Okay. Well, starting with your favorite question, how much money do you think it made? Mm,
0: 800 million?
1: No, less than that. 622.7.
0: Okay. Yeah. I didn't think it would be the biggest in the world.
1: It was the 11th highest grossing film of that year.
0: Okay, that's good.
1: Not bad. I don't know who the others were. I can't remember. I assume
0: who. the highest grossing was Infinity War.
1: Probably, yeah. <laughs> some the highest grossing films of 2018. So we'll go from the 10, you know. So number 10, Fantastic Beast, The Crimes of Grindelwald. Ugh. Yeah, I know.
0: That's all I have to say on that.
1: I think people were just hoping it would be good, and it was not,
0: so. No, it was not.
1: <laughs> uh, number nine, Deadpool 2. Number eight was Mission Impossible, Fallout. Didn't even know there was a Mission Impossible that year, but of course there was. There's okay.
0: freaking loads of them now. I've lost track.
1: There's so many. Seven was Venom, which is another Marvel franchise run by Sony.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Bohemian Rhapsody comes in at six.
0: We saw that together.
1: We did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we, I think my, my main thing was like, I like the music in it. And then I realised the music was already a thing. So I did not need to see the film for that to be a thing. <sighs> My joyful moment. Um number five was Aquaman. Oh yeah. I quite yeah. liked Aquaman. Yeah, I quite enjoyed it. For DC. It's nice to have something a bit more mm. fun. Number four was Incredibles Two. Then we had Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, which is the very sad Jurassic World with dinosaurs all dying on the island. Mm-hmm. Number two was a Marvel movie. Infinity War. Black Panther.
0: Oh, like, oh, was that 2018?
1: Okay. Yeah, And number one was Infinity War. You're 100% correct. Yeah, so, it <laughs> you know, had some stiff competition. It did all right. What do you think it got on Rotten Tomatoes?
0: 82%. 87%.
1: Oh, okay. They said it was a lighter, brighter, superhero movie powered by the effortless charisma of Paul and Evangeline, and It was a much needed MCU palate cleanser, which, you know, well, I think is basically what we said.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's it. We agree. The, the critics agree with us.
1: Yeah, and to be fair, everyone in it is very charming.
0: Yeah, they are.
1: Like, they have a lot of goodwill going for them because we're all like, ah, it's poor. Word.
0: I think it's it's the um the the team that you'd you everyone feels like they'd slot in quite nicely. Like you feel like they do like some kind of fun pub trip.
1: Yeah, like a quiz.
0: Mm. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> a little bit of, uh, rock star on the PlayStation.
0: Or they'd go axe throwing or laser quest or something together to like Bond.
1: Yeah, I vote that. That'd Mm. be good. In fact, they they had like a Matrix character as well. It was all good times. Yeah. Lots of warm vibes from them. Um, Lily, eventually Lily, changed a few bits around her character. Can you guess what Mm. they were? No. (laughs) So she wanted um, her to be, she pushed for the feminine qualities to be really apparent. So rather than doing more masculine MMA style fighting that she did for the first film, she changed it for a more graceful one that girls could sort of, you know, enjoy and emulate. So like, her big thing was like elegance, grace, femininity, a modern woman without becoming the stereotype of a motherly figure. Mm -hmm. Um, And more empathetic and compassionate. Because I guess in the first film, she's quite harsh.
0: Yeah, yeah, I see what you mean.
1: She's a bit more like, she's got the severe bob. She's very like... Whereas in this one, she's a bit softer.
0: And I guess the the softening comes from the plot itself, where it's finding her mother as well.
1: Yeah, I think so. And also she's got that relationship with her father's been restored. Yeah. She's been with Scott. They're back together, kind Mm. of, I guess. They don't really make it that clear. Their relationship is very confusing, but, you know.
0: I guess they didn't want to be like, and now they're back together, happy ending. Like, I guess they want to spend more time rebuilding it because... That's kind of what happens in reality, really, isn't
1: it? Yeah. (laughs) Unless you're in the Real
0: Housewives and then there's just friends, enemies, friends, enemies, friends, enemies.
1: (laughs) I think they should do a Real Housewives superhero spin up of all of them in the... um, (laughs) All of the
0: female heroines. Yeah,
1: that'd be great, wouldn't it? (laughs) Um, Scott um, makes a joke that wearing a hat and sunglasses does not conceal your identity why was this particularly on point with mcu fans
0: so wearing glasses and a hat
1: yeah he says this does not conceal your identity
0: is it a reference to superman
1: so yeah kind of but also because captain america iron man 4 black widow winter soldier scarlet witch nick Fury, and falcon have all done that
0: (laughs) oh really in the mcu yeah oh how funny
1: (laughs) (laughs) um this and Paul Ragnarok are the only MCU films so far to do something with women. Can you tell what it is?
0: Something with women. Yes. Mm. I thought
1: I'd give you a clue because I was about to say Have
0: something. a female villain. Yes. Bam! Because yeah. I remember, I remember. Yeah, you pointed out that Kate Blanchett was the first female villain in the MCU.
1: Nice, isn't it? Look at that. We got hmm. female in the title. We got female villains. Yeah, if Crazy you want
0: animal. equality, then you got to be villains as well.
1: Exactly. <laughs> we want to be all of the stuff. Um, the Wasp is an interesting superhero title. What does it have in common with Black Panther?
0: That it's an animal.
1: I mean, technically, yes, that is correct, but it's not what I was looking for. Okay. <laughs> um, it's that it's hereditary. It's passed down.
0: Oh right. People. Yes, of course. Yeah.
1: Parent to child. But also, yeah, you're correct, it's an animal. Well done. That, that yeah. too. There was a double
0: answer to that.
1: <laughs> it's like uh, when they do kids and grown-ups versions of Trivial Pursuits. That would be the kids' answer. <laughs>
0: yeah. It's an animal. <laughs> yeah.
1: Can you guess how many times the word quantum is said in this film?
0: The um, freaking loads. This is like when we watched um, uh, The Inhumans and they kept, yes. <laughs> they kept saying Atalan. And we were like, how many times do you have to say Atalan?
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: um 40 times
1: no it's actually a lot less than that 22 oh, times
0: 22 times it oh, feels okay.
1: like a lot doesn't it mm. i think they even have a bit where is it scott someone's like how many times are you guys going to say quantum
0: yeah they, yeah that rings a bell you know in titanic rose says the name jack like a hundred times or something in there
1: oh really because
0: she spent when it, when it's sinking she's constantly going jack
1: jack jack <laughs> we should, i need to watch that again i've only seen it the one time
0: No, really?
1: I've seen it so many times. Everyone's
0: seen it so many times. That's crazy.
1: I know, but it's never been one where I've been like, I need to go back and watch that to figure out. I'm like, the boat sank. I'm I'm aware of what happened, but maybe I should give it another go.
0: Is it every time I watch it, I'm always like, I really hope the boat doesn't sink.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there are certain... Oh, that's me in Pet Cemetery. Every time I reread it, I'm like, really hope he doesn't make some bad decisions and accidentally, you know, bring about death Yeah. despair but he does but, every oh, time oh no,
0: there we go it happens
1: oh he's burying that cat again what an idiot mm. <laughs> um stanley where
0: oh now where was he oh i've forgotten completely where he was
1: so she's the fight scene so wasp is firing little shrinking discs at people and she shrinks his car and he goes yes. the 60s were fun but now i'm paying for it because he's like it's kind of like a acid flashback
0: Ah uh, right. Yes. I didn't quite get that line, but I get that now.
1: Yeah. Um actually I looked it up and during the sixties he was actually a very, very anti-drugs and he used to post lots of anti-drug messages in his comics. Oh, well, good for him. Yeah. So maybe it's his character because they've kind of said he's one of those watchers, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And he yeah, he's all sorts of yeah. I guess a lot of the a lot of it is taking the piss out of himself at the same time when he yeah. does those cameos. Yeah. This must be one of his last cameos.
1: Well, he filmed a bundle in advance. Right. Of his, in advance of his death? What do I mean? Like he filmed a bundle in a, in a row, you know? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So he's
1: still got a few coming, you know?
0: Okay, fair enough, fair enough.
1: Did you, So obviously we talked about Lawrence Fishburne's character and how he, in the comics, he actually uses his pin particles to become the superhero Goliath.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Um, so thinking back, I don't think you'll be able to see this. Can you, can you think where Goliath has been mentioned in another movie?
0: No, <laughs> no. It
1: was, it was Iron Man 2. <laughs> <sighs> um, yeah. Tony asked Jarvis for information relating to projects Pegasus, Exodus, and Goliath.
0: Mm.
1: So that's, It's pretty good, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Did you
1: spot a little Matrix reference?
0: Matrix reference. No. Oh, I might have done when I watched it, but I've forgotten now.
1: They had like the mathematical equations behind him.
0: Oh, okay.
1: So that was meant to be like a little nod, a
0: mathematical uh, nod. To his greatest film.
1: Yes. Oh <laughs> it's it's weird, isn't it? Some people just have these films and that's how you'll know them forever.
0: Second matrix actor to be in the MCU, because obviously um carrie Anne Moss is in. Um, the Netflix series as well. Suddenly realised that.
1: Hmm. Good point. Well, what about um if we're going to do that? Michelle Pfeiffer is the second Batman character to me.
0: Who was the first? All I can think of is Val Kilmer and George Clooney.
1: <laughs> My favourite Batman, come on.
0: <laughs> I can't remember.
1: He's in Spider Man.
0: Oh, yeah, Michael Keaton. There we go. Yeah. Yes. His
1: real name is Michael Douglas. Didn't know this until today. Oh, really? Yeah. I guess he changed it because of the original Michael Douglas.
0: Maybe, who came first?
1: I don't know. Who, came who, knows? who
0: knows? I guess
1: okay, who's the oldest out of those two people? Oh no, I
0: guess Michael Douglas would have come first because his father was Kirk Douglas, who was already a famous uh, actor. Ah
1: yes, very good. Mm. Keaton is a cool name though. I mean, if you're gonna pick a name, that's the one.
0: Can't complain with that one.
1: Um, What else was I going to say? Oh, obviously Hope is annoyed that Scott went off without her mm. and did the whole Avengers thing. Um, and she says that if they did take each, if he did take her, they'd never have been caught. Do you think this is true?
0: The, what That if she'd been involved in the Avengers, I think so. She's more accomplished than he is mm. in terms I, of fighting and much more quick witted in, in certain times. That I'd rather have her on my side than him.
1: She's very capable, I would say. Yeah. So, yeah. And I think this film is meant to prove that they're better. He's a better, better hero with her. Mm. And originally, I told you. I think I told you before. They're two of the founding members of the original comic book Avengers. So.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, and that's mm. pretty much my quiz.
0: Mm. a most excellent quiz.
1: Thank you. I mean, I kind of. Got a bit overexcited so while we're talking about plot and gave away my, a few of my questions, which is why I feel short, but you know how I am. Which <laughs> just, can't You're just help a it.
0: big fan, fangirl. Yeah.
1: Bleh, here's all the things.
0: Facts, facts, facts. Right. Next? Um, so, some good news and bad news about what's next. Bad news is it's Iron Fist.
1: Oh. Well, the good is... news
0: is, it's the last season of Iron Fist.
1: Okay, I was like, what could possibly be the good news? <laughs>
0: <laughs> so it's the last time we do it, and it's a shorter season of ten episodes. I guess they didn't want to risk doing another thirteen on this one.
1: That's very fair. So what's our what's our what's our power? What are we doing? We're doing Iron Fist, and I'm guessing there's a few more TV shows. Before. There's
0: Iron. Fist. So we're doing a lot. There's a lot of Netflix. So Iron Fist, Daredevil, then the next season of Runaways, but it's not the last season then the Punisher and then it's Captain Marvel. So we've got a few TV series and then we've got a film. And this is a film I'm very interesting because obviously you talked about how in the mid credit scene in, at the end of Infinity War, you see the Captain Marvel symbol in there. Yeah. So there's something very significant happening here.
1: Yeah, I'm very intrigued to see how you get on with Captain Marvel, actually.
0: Mm. But I will not be watching it yet.
1: <laughs> no, no, practically we must wait. Many, many episodes first.
0: We go go back to New York to see what what things are going down there. iron first. (laughs) Iron first. You've been listening to an episode of The Marvel Virgin. If you'd like to join in the conversation, you can tweet us at The Marvel Virgin. We hope you enjoyed the show and that you'll tune in to the next fact-filled episode.